Dallas CEO Podcast with Adam Kiefer. Follow your path to success alongside icons and industry leaders in martial arts, fitness, and more. This is the Relentless CEO Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Relentless CEO Podcast. We're going to do a little twist on our normal episode today, and I'm actually going to share with you guys one of the most powerful keynote presentations I've ever given, which was from last year's Relentless Membership Summit. And in this presentation, like I really peel back the layers of the onion and actually talk to you about probably one of the hardest and and biggest challenges in my life that I've ever had to overcome. And the lesson that I learned from that about running a business, having a family, and what success really means. So I'm really excited for you guys to check out this really cool presentation from last year's Relentless Membership Summit. I don't know if you've ever seen Ed Milet talk, but Ed Milet says, it only takes one person to change your family tree forever. So what I want you guys to do is be the person that makes your last name mean something more 100 years from now than it does today. Be that person that makes the lineage change. It starts with you. Every billionaire family took one person to make different decisions, to have different discipline, to make a change for the trajectory of that family forever. So I'm asking you guys this week, to be the one for your family. Can we commit to that? Now, a lot of us are here to implement and and take away ideas, but I wanna have one like brutally honest truth with all of you guys that truth is hard work is not gonna be enough, okay? It's gonna take more than hard work, it's gonna take smart work. It's gonna take intentional action, it's gonna take accountability, It's gonna take surrounding yourself with the people that are gonna elevate you, and that also means editing your circle to get rid of the energy vampires and the people that question everything that you do as you chase success. You have to surround yourself with the right people. You have to grow a strong mindset. And you're gonna hear from Tim Grover this weekend, who in my opinion is like the mindset expert. You work with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, you're around those people all the time, you have a different perspective on greatness and the mindset it takes to achieve it. And what's interesting is I learned a valuable lesson five years ago that hard work wasn't enough. Five years ago, I almost lost my marriage, I almost lost my kids and my motivation because I was so focused on grinding it out day after day I was working 14 to 16 hours a day, Monday through Saturday, and to be honest, most Sundays. My head was down, I was grinding it out. I was too close-minded and stubborn to realize that hard work wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for success. And here's the thing, after all that hard work and working 14 to 16 hours days, at the end of it, I was unhappy, my family was unhappy, I was broke, like broke, broke. And don't get me wrong, on the outside, I live two blocks from the beach. I look super successful. I worked for a a successful company at the time. I had a lot of people looking up to me. But on the inside, there wasn't happiness. There wasn't money. And the reality is, like, when I say we're broke, I mean, like, broke, broke. So I remember coming home one time, and my wife was sitting in the front of the car, 
and she had a bag of change. And she's sifting through the change and counting. And I walk up to the window. I say, what are you doing? She's like, paying rent. She's like, I had to empty the kids' piggy banks so that we could afford rent this month and that we could pay our bills. That is broke, broke. As a parent, one of the worst feelings ever is to have the feeling of not being able to provide for your family, the people that rely on you. At that moment, that was a punch in the gut. That was like the, the biggest heart drop I've ever felt in my life, is having to go through the, the piggy bank of a three-year-old kid to make our bills. That to me was failure as a parent, as a leader, and a provider. And when I say that, we had money issues. Yeah, they were really bad, but also at the same time, guys, I was being a shitty husband. I wasn't showing up as a partner in our marriage. I wasn't showing up as, as the best dad I could be for my kids. My wife was dealing with postpartum depression at the time, because we just had our third child, and my empathy level was at a big fat zero, because I wasn't around enough to realize what she was actually going through and what she was dealing with. I just thought she was being moody or mad at me or whatever it was, but I was closed-minded on everything, and I didn't realize this giant issue that was happening. And because I wasn't around enough, this word got dropped. I don't know if you've ever had to have a conversation with this word. I hope you never do. But when this comes up, that's a life-changing moment. Would you guys agree? Life-changing moment. The problem was, it just wasn't about hard work. I was doing that. But was I happy? Did I have any money to show for it at the end? No, but I just kept thinking, oh, if I just grind it out, if I hustle, if I hustle, if I hustle, everything's gonna work out in the end. Lucky for me, I have an amazing fucking wife. She stayed committed and made sure that we worked through everything that we need to so we could become better communicators, that I could be a better husband and a better parent. We went to counseling, we worked it out. Our marriage is better than it's ever been today. And it was because of her commitment, yes. She's, she was the one that was stubborn at the right time to save everything for us. And I appreciate her immensely for that. And some of you guys might be looking at this and being like, man, I, I knew you then. I didn't know you were going through all this. Yeah, I'm really good at speaking and covering up what I'm feeling on the inside. Okay, just like when we have to go teach class and we're having a shitty day. Right? You put all that behind you and you show up for your students. And I was showing up for my clients at the time. Okay? But behind the scenes, it was a mess. And it was at the point where like, I felt like I was in a rut. You guys ever been in a rut before? This was like a deep rut, though. And I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't have the answers. Do you guys know the difference between a rut and a grave? Three feet. If I was okay being in the position I was in, that rut would have quickly turned to a grave. I would have kept digging deeper and digging deeper without knowing the way to get out. So I know some of the people in this room, you might feel like you're in a rut right now, whether it's in your business or in your personal life, maybe it's in your marriage. Just realize this number and how important three feet is, how much of a difference that makes. You stay there, the ground starts pulling you in you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision to get out of that rut and start climbing your way back so you can breathe. So I had two options. Option one, I stay stubborn. I decide 
not to change. I keep doing the things the exact same way that I've been doing it. And I keep digging myself deeper and deeper till I'm in a grave. Option two, I make immediate and massive change. Luckily, I had at least a little self-awareness at the time to choose option two. And I made a decision that day that I would never sacrifice my family for my business ever again. Listen to that one more time. I will never sacrifice my family for my business ever again. What changes did I make to come to this realization? Well, first thing is, I made the decision to invest everything into making myself a better human being. I was around hustle culture and chasing money for way too long. The change happened when I said, you know what, I need to better myself. I need to increase my skill set. I need to change my mindset. And I need to surround myself with positive people that are going to help me to be the best possible human being on the planet. I was done grinding it out and just waiting for it to get better. The problem for me is all that time while I was grinding it out, I, I wasn't happy. My, my family wasn't happy. And I had this thing that was almost like a forever mentality. I was treating life like I had forever to make a difference and like I had forever to get what I wanted out of life. I call this a wentality. Wentality, this is when you say, hey, when I'm 50, when I'm 60, and I have enough money, I'll be able to retire, and then I can spend time with my family. Or when my kids are older, they'll understand. They'll understand why I'm not around. The wentality is the wrong mentality if we want happiness in life. Would you agree with that? Okay, this is what you have to get rid of, this mentality. So I, ha I had this opportunity to, to get the sense of clarity and I made the decision at this moment to stop choosing either or and to choose both. I stopped choosing family or success. I stopped choosing money or freedom. I chose both. I want family and success. I want money and freedom. I want to be able to take my kids trick-or-treating while I have $20,000 a month in passive income coming from my studio. I want both. My why for this event, our coach's why for this event, is to help all of you be in the spot where you can choose both. Stop picking one or the other. Grab it all. That's what success is about. If you guys are ready to choose both, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it needs to be louder. If you're ready to choose both, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. So with your permission, I would like to teach you guys how to choose both. So my question for you is, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to start with what I call the five stages of scale. When I was an early school owner, even when I was managing a school, I had a lot of trouble sort of figuring out where our school was at and how to get where we wanted to take it. How do I take my business from where it is now to where I feel like it could potentially be? So I sat down, and, and with the help of our coaches, we created these five stages of scale to help you give a, get a blueprint of how to achieve success and what that looks like. So these are the five stages of scale. So the first one is membership businesses that are 
doing under $20,000 a month. I call this the solopreneur. Okay, if you are the solopreneur, that means your business is heavily reliant on you for its success. Here is a fact. The more reliant your business is on you, the less your business is worth. If you ever want to sell your business one day and your business is completely reliant on you, guess what's going to happen? It's worthless. Or they're going to require you to work there the next five years after they buy it, which is what's the point of selling at that point? Right? You're selling so you can have a clean exit and you can get a good multiple on your business. I call this the dancing bear. If you're a solopreneur, you're the dancing bear. What that means is, as long as you're dancing, money's coming in. But the moment you stop dancing, the money stops. So your business, it relies on you to be that dancing bear. So our goal this weekend is, if you are at this level, teach you how to stop dancing. Yes? Yes. All right, scale two is, Membership businesses between twenty and thirty thousand a month. If you want to get to the next level of scale, you need to be in process creation mode. If you haven't started yet, if you're that dancing bear, or even if you're at twenty to thirty k and you feel like you're doing too much in your business or it's too reliant on you, I can almost guarantee it's lack of systems, operations, and processes. A lot of how to run your business is living up here in your head right now. And a lot of you guys may not know where to start with that. But that also might be an excuse that you've used to tell yourself of why you haven't started yet. You have to start somewhere. Write, write it down. Make a video recording of how to do something. Okay? You have to start that process creation mode. If you're 30 to 50K, typically owners in this area, we see that they have close to a fully implemented operation system or they're at least on the journey to getting there, okay? Fully implemented operations means that if your team needs a resource to figure out how to do something in the business, they know where to go to find it. It also means that if I have fully integrated operations, I hate to say this, but these things are gonna change like crazy because you're gonna be at, I don't know, $30,000 a month and you have these systems in place, guess what happens when you get to 60,000 a month? cracks start to appear in those systems. And you have to go back and reevaluate them and tweak them to make sure that they can support, uh, support the, the growth and sustain the growth of your business. Okay, the systems that got you from one scale to the next or one stage to the next aren't necessarily the same exact systems that are gonna get you from where you are now to where you need to go. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes? Okay, 50 to 60K. Okay, at this point, your business should be run by your core leadership team. Your team is running your business. I am so fortunate that I have a great team in every business that I own that is not reliant on me whatsoever. One of the things that we started doing with our mastermind recently is when you join, we make it mandatory for you to put a two-week vacation on your calendar in the next 12 months that you have to take. Because it makes a deadline for you to get your systems in place so that you can leave and have a real vacation. Not the vacation where you're sitting on the beach and you're on your phone answering emails while your wife is giving you the stare of death. Obviously, I have no idea what that feels like. 
but a real vacation where you don't have to check emails. You don't have to check text messages. You're not worried that your school or your business is gonna be on fire when you get back home, okay? Systems, process creation will help you get to the point where you have people that can operate everything for you. And those of us that are control freaks, I won't make you raise your hands, you have to give your team the opportunity to fail and the opportunity to succeed. It's hard. When I first started doing this, I'd be watching the mat, and I see a technique getting taught not the way that I wanted to get taught, and I'm like, I should say something, I should go tell them something, I should stop the class right now, and I'm gonna sit in there and I just wanna shout something. But as soon as I do that, guess what? Kills their confidence. They feel like they can't do it on their own anymore and they become completely reliant on me again. So instead, you gotta let those mistakes happen and then coach your team up on those moments afterwards. Someone gave every person in this room the opportunity to fail. I, my first class I taught, had three parents complain. One quit. I wanted the class to have fun. I thought dodgeball for 30 minutes was a pretty good way to have fun in class. I was 12 at the time. And I got thrown on the mat and was like, hey, guess what? Mr. Rudman's sick, you're teaching class. And I remember looking on the wall at the curriculum sheet. I'm like, purple belts are doing what? All right, so let's go. Dodgeball, let's go. And that was the plan, okay? But my dad gave me the opportunity to fail at teaching. And I got coached up on it with a very loud voice afterwards. But I was given that opportunity. Give your team that opportunity. As long as you have the systems, and the training to prepare them for it. Next one, 60K and up. Replicate and repeat. Now, you'll see this little asterisk at the bottom. I don't know if you can read it, but it says all these numbers are based on a 20% profit margin. We hear student count and revenue all the time in our industry. That is all, co all cowboy hat, no saddle. That's what it is. I want you to see how good I'm doing. I want you to see how awesome I am. I want you to see why you should look up to me and be loyal to me. Here's my student count. Yeah, you have 500 students and guess what? You're making 40 grand. I'd rather have 200 students, 100 students and making 40 grand. Okay, it's about working smarter, okay? It's not about getting caught up in the metrics that don't actually matter, which is why I'm really excited that you guys are gonna hear from Jonathan Frank later because he is the biggest no BS person on the planet when it comes to numbers. I don't care what you're telling me, show me the data that supports it. We're unstoppable, to the top we about to go, that CEO I need to know, the impact we about to grow, competition comical, straight A1 we on the road, money focused for the goal, tell them what they need to yeah, know. We